Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, Tiger fans. It is before the box score, your favorite preeminent preview podcast now with 100% better audio. I promise. I'm your host, Nate Edwards. I'm joined tonight by our fearless second-in-command, Josh Matica. How are you doing, newborn dad? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, the baby's asleep, thankfully. It's one of those good nights. Um, I've watched the new Joker trailer at least five to ten times today, and I am ready to resign my position as deputy manager of Rock M Nation and declare myself the clown prince of football takes. So I am ready to be on this podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me on, man. The clown prince of hot takes. We are honored. Such rarity, such royalty on our our humble podcast. Uh, Well, clown prince, sire, uh, tonight we're going to talk about a team called the Wyoming Cowboys. And we're going to talk about what they're going to do against the heroic, our favorite team, the Missouri Tigers. We is are playing them this weekend. How, how pumped are you? Oh, is that this weekend? Is I it think fu- it's is, this weekend. Oh, man. You know what? I'm I'm a little shocked, but I'm feeling pretty good. I um, Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to drop the ruse right now. I can't keep it yeah. on. Dude, I'm excited. It's... um. Ever since I moved to North Carolina, it's kind of, and I've talked about this with people back in Missouri, I feel more distant from my sports Mm. loves, the Blues, the Cardinals, Mizzou, and like, there's kind of just like a renewed longing to have that in my life, 
and specifically college football, I feel like has been a big thing for me because I don't really pay attention to the NFL. So college football is when I get my football intake and man, it feels good to have Mizzou back. And I mean, as, as people will see, as our predictions roll out and in the days before Saturday, I'm, I'm feeling high on this Mizzou team, man. I'm, I'm breathing the fumes. <laughs> Drinking the Kool-Aid, breathing the fumes. Yeah, I, I just I am such a emotionally abused Tiger fan that I can't help but pump the brakes and be a little bit more reserved in my optimism. Uh, but I got to say, the fact that they're back is just, that's enough for me, as is. Um, so I hope you all took your shot of beet juice. Uh, we are heading out to Laramie, Wyoming, 7,315 feet in the air, something like that. Um, our Tigers led by Kelly Bryant and coach Barry Odom will be breaking in the 2019 season against the Bronco busting Wyoming Cowboys. Um, last year, Wyoming was good. They're a good team. They're fine. Uh, we're like yeah, six, you know. 69th in S&P plus. Very nice. <laughs> uh, and, we, and you saw what we did to them at home. Uh, and and there's there's a little bit of roster churn uh, that the Cowboys have gone to through this offseason, graduated a lot of key pieces, breaking in a lot of new guys. But there's still some threats out there. It's still a good G5 team because Craig Bowl is still an excellent football coach. So, Josh, uh, my question for you is looking at this Wyoming roster – which player, either offense or defense, but which player are you scared of the most? You know, it, it's a good question, um, and I'm not. I'm not always the. I'm not the guy that's going to pretend like I know the, the the teams of the Mountain West Conference, the, the esteemed Mountain West Conference, as well as a Nate Edwards or say a, a Godfather Bill Connolly. Um, so, so I kind of had to do some perusing over this roster and figure out who even was still on the team. Uh, on some sure. level, but yeah. um, you know, I, I have two answers here, and I and I hope that's not cheating too much. I think my Please, first my ahead. first answer, my real answer, the very first thing that came to my head is uh, whoever is running at Kelly Bryant at any given point in the game. Um, <laughs> so I guess there's a rotating player situation going on there. Uh, I mm-hmm. I think as anybody would tell you that first game, especially against a lesser opponent, your real goal is just to get out of there unscathed, take the win, and and leave hopefully without anybody getting hurt. So anytime anybody is in making a beeline toward Kelly Bryant, I'm like, that's I'm, I'm scared of him. That's the guy. And I don't care if he's first string or second string or whatever. But, I mean, if I have to pick like a real player, um, none of the Wyoming guys that came are coming back this year kind of really scared me in terms of the stats. But, I, I mean, I guess it's Sean Chambers. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't really – I can't think of anybody else on that roster looking over the numbers, looking over who they've got back. They've got a lot of true freshmen cracking there too deep. Um, the Chambers numbers weren't great last year, but, I mean, I feel like until we see this Missouri defense stop any quarterback, um, I, I and, uh, except for Florida because they've got Philippe Frank's number for some reason, <laughs> I feel like until we see them stop a guy like – I'm scared of him. I mean, and, and, you know, Chambers led this Wyoming team on a little bit of a run last year. So he's clearly got some, he's clearly in sync with the rest of the team on some level. So I'm going to say him. Absolutely. Yeah. Tyler Vanderwall, he was, he started the season when we saw what we did to him and, and Sean Chambers came in about halfway through the season, uh, completed 60% of his passes through no interceptions and had a 10.6 yard per attempt. All of that is tremendous. All of that also happened over 25 passes. So you got to keep small sample size in mind. But certainly, um, Wyoming's offensive coordinator, Brent Virgin, 
and uh, Craig Bowl both believe that Chambers is going to be the guy going forward. Uh, I would definitely agree with you. He is one to keep an eye on. He is a dual threat in every sense of the term. Think more Tim Tebow, Colin Klein. Don't think like a Derek Kane or a Lamar Jackson. He is going to be a he's a baby rhino, right? He's he's going to thud you over and, and try and just get three yards while falling forward and throwing the occasional pass. So uh, if they can get that offense going, he will absolutely be the the trigger man for that, and he's going to be scary. That being said. Uh, this offensive line is breaking in a lot of new guys. He has almost brand new receiving core to throw to and a bunch of children who are joining him in the offensive backfield. So it's really going to be mostly on him for for to, to kind of, I guess, encourage your train of thought as to whoever is running at Kelly Bryant. <laughs> uh, two names that would pop up that would be doing that would be the middle linebacker Logan Wilson and the weak side Will linebacker uh, Cash Maluia. And really, it's going to be Wilson. He gets sent the most as far as blitzing goes, at least last uh, last year he was. Uh, he had 11 tackles for loss, two sacks, very havocy, almost 20% havoc rate. That's, of course, tackles for loss, passes broken up, forced fumbles, just that sort of havoc-inducing play. He was very good at that. So uh, those two, obviously, they are the quarterbacks of their respective sides. Uh, Logan Wilson's the one to keep an eye on on the, on the defensive side. And, of course, Sean Chambers, if he's connecting on passes – that's a big if. You will be very scared. Yeah, so. I I was a little hesitant to pick two anybody f- like specific from the defensive line. Like like so like I said, my first answer was kind of a little bit in jest, right? Like I'm, I'm saying, keep protect Kelly Bryant at all costs. This is essentially like the goal of this <laughs> right. game. But yes. I mean, like, I guess are are you picking them because like, I don't know. Are you really worried? about that worried about them because i mean like i feel like we've talked about how the strength of this team is the offensive line the mizzou team i should say and Mm -hmm. they never really had too many problems protecting drew Locke. so is there a difference there between kelly bryant and Locke that maybe you're seeing or or is it just like a you're not scared of the offense so the defense is kind of the default the kind of the default answer so i mean part of it is the Kelly Bryant-helmed offense is going to be different than the Drew Locke. Now, granted, we still have Derek Dooley, so the the philosophy and the, and the play calls and how he calls a game is going to be similar, but we don't know the strengths here. You know, reports out of, out of camp have been like, yeah, the receivers haven't been super great. Uh, you know, the connection isn't totally there. They don't have four years of rapport. So it's like, okay. Um, the offensive line is going to have a lot of extra pressure on there. One thing that Drew Locke did incredibly well was get it out of there, right? Mm-hmm. Make the read, throw it, go. Um, make the calls at the line, make the changes, uh, whatever it was, a run to a pass or vice versa. He was good at that. Can Kelly Bryant do that? And if he can't, can he get the ball out of his hand quickly? I'm assuming he can, but we don't have any confirmation that he can. And because, again, emotionally abused Missouri fan over here, it's like until I see it, I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, he's going to he's going to break open out of the pocket a little bit more than than Locke would. So uh, we talked about the offensive line being a strength, but are they going to be able to maintain that when the pocket gets broken? Like kind of inherently not. Right. That's kind of the nature of a quarterback like Kelly Bryant. I mean, any kind of scrambling quarterback just by nature takes more sacks. Yeah, they trust their sure. legs a lot more. They get out of the pocket a lot more, uh, so they can get picked off by a defensive end who dropped in coverage or a, mm-hmm. a late blitzing linebacker or a safety. So, uh, it, again, it's like, what is this going to be? How much is going to be different? And I don't know, totally know 
Um, so it's just kind of, yeah, it's kind of up in the air of, of what we think that the offensive line can do. Now, I think that you're going to be very good. I'm sure they'll handle everything just fine. But again, I'm emotionally scarred. So I'm scared. <laughs> I can't help. I can't help it. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, I think I'm really curious to see kind of the scheme that Dooley rolls out for this first game. We know it's not going to be kind of the full package. Like you don't want to do that. Against, Probably not against a non-power yeah. five team. But at the same time, like you figure they'll maybe try to work on stuff. I mean, that's that may be a cocky answer and like maybe looking ahead too much. But you kind of look at this game as like, okay, if you want Kelly Bryant to stay in the pocket, maybe a little bit more and maintain the strength of that offensive line and and not risk too much damage on the outside. Maybe you try to keep him in a little bit more. Maybe just some design runs for him, as opposed to letting him, um, letting him extend plays and stuff. I don't know. It, it'll be really interesting to see. So I mean, you got you got Josiah Hall is their Wyoming starting defensive end, and on the other side is Garrett Crawl. Uh, Crawl has played, I think, three years. Hall has been a backup for most of those. Up the middle, you have Mario Mora, who was a redshirt freshman last year, and Javari Jackson, who's got like eight tackles to his name. So if you are if you want to work on running the ball, this is an excellent time to do it. Uh, you're going to get a lot of exposure to linebackers because we should be able to handle that line pretty well. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I guess we're sitting here, we're talking about, we're dancing around. We might as well address the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, if Missouri wins, what is that going to look like, in your opinion? Um, I think it probably looks a lot like. Uh, I mean, I mean, so it looks a lot like, honestly, and this isn't necessarily a, a concrete on-the-field thing, more of a bigger idea. It looks like Missouri coming and immediately showing we're the better team, right? And so I guess the idea is they get off to a fast start. Um, anytime you're playing a team on the road and anytime you're playing kind of a, an inferior team, the idea is get off to a fast start. Don't let them hang around too much because then that's when the heart sets in. It's like, okay now we have like a chance now we can keep fighting i mean that's what we saw against missouri state a few years ago right like missouri had a hard time stopping the bears and it was a game like up into into the second half which was a really chaotic thing if missouri can go in put a few touchdowns on the board right away get a few stops go up by a few scores then you that then like maybe some of the fatigue sets in from playing at a higher elevation but the cushion is there i think it looks a lot like Missouri establishing dominance early because clearly there's a talent gap that exists showing that early and then whenever Wyoming maybe kind of comes back later and maybe starts to put up a little bit more of a fight being able to pull away at the end but I think the fast start is really what matters the most and would that be a fast start on the ground fast start through the air or does it not matter I think um I mean I think you go with what you know at the very beginning, and I think what Missouri knows best right now is its run game. You've got one of the best returning backs in the SEC in Larry Roundtree. You've got other options out of the backfield like Tyler Beatty. Uh, Kelly Bryant has obviously got some good legs. I think they want to establish the run game early, which kind of maybe takes some pressure off the passing game. But if you need to go through the air, I mean, nobody can cover Albert O, certainly not anybody on <laughs> Wyoming. So just get some possession uh, possession yards to him. I don't think they're going to try to take the top off the defense this early in the year. I think maybe you save that. But I think through the ground is probably the best way. You establish a little more uh, ball possession. You manage the clock a little bit. You get the game on your terms. And I think that's kind of how you start the game off fast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's really funny. The beat writers for Wyoming actually had a story today, two of them, uh, about Albert O and the coaches, uh, the Wyoming coaching staff mentioned, you know, 
where is he going to line up? How are we going to cover him? So clearly, it's he's a he's a known weapon, and when you're a preseason All American, of course you're going to be a known weapon. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, we have to. As far as I see it, if we are winning, we are winning on the ground uh, because you really don't want to test this secondary. Uh, they they are returning both starting corners, Antonio Hull and Tyler Hall. Um, they they're breaking in new safeties. One is more of a rotational safety, but bowl teams are known for really good secondaries. What I want to do, what if I'm Missouri, and of course I, I don't get paid to play this game, so everybody knows this. But well, I you should note that they don't get to pay paid to play this game either. Oh God, you're right. There's a take. The truth hurts. <laughs> the truth hurts. Um, but yeah, you want to you want to send Roundtree up the middle. You want to send mm-hmm. Beatty around the corner. You want to have Kelly Bryant kind of running between the two, soften up that defensive line, make the safeties drop down so that we can get. Uh, Knox, uh, we can get Nance, we can get you know Johnson and O, you know somewhere open um, as they are trying to stop the run. So for me, I want to see a first half that's done in like an hour and twenty. <laughs> I want a game that's done in three hours. Uh, if we are doing it right, it's going to go very quick. Because remember, the Missouri State game took like four hours to get through because uh, it was just deep bomb after deep bomb after deep bomb. Um, I think what you see is is a lot of p- time of possession for Missouri, uh, and if you talk about that physicality, the defense needs to get a couple quick quick three and outs, frustrate that Wyoming offense, uh, make them throw, uh, so that we start kind of they can become more predictable and we can kind of just lean on them. So I am yeah, with you on that for sure. So the the opposite side of that coin, and God forbid. I certainly don't want to speak it into existence. But if Wyoming wins, what is that going to look like? Well, I think kind of what we were just talking about, I think we think we both think it would be a good idea for Missouri to establish their game on the ground, right? That's where a lot of their strengths are with the offensive line and, and the backs and the dual threat quarterback. That just seems to be where Missouri's best play is. On the flip side, I think it's probably going to take a slow start on both ends of the ball for um, for this to really turn into a game, but obviously that can happen. So I think that looks like possibly maybe Dooley tries to establish some rapport early in the game with Bryant and his receivers, and it just isn't working. Maybe you're a little too confident, like, hey, we always can hand the ball off to Roundtree. We can always get Bryant some designed runs. Let's try to get it to Johnson. Let's try to get uh, Nance or Knox a big gain. Let's try to get Cam Scott involved. Um, and, and I think if you see that and it's not working early on, that can lead to some disjointed drives. And I think on the flip side of the coin, if we see a defense that shows up kind of like it did against Scarnecchia last year against South Carolina or David Blau against Purdue, right? Like, like nobody's, but they're doing damage against this defense. So again, I think it's going to take a, a bad start on both sides of the ball to really make this thing kind of get everyone nervous. But I mean, we've seen it happen and it's well within the realm of possibility, maybe not like likely, but, uh, yeah, I, I think if you see a disjointed offense right away, if the defense has a hard time containing Sean Chambers and maybe you get into that late second quarter and it's tied or maybe even Wyoming is up a score, I think that's when you really start to get nervous. And I think that's what ends up leading to a Wyoming win because, like I said, you're against a lesser team. You're in their environment. If you let them hang around too long, their chances of winning go significantly up. Wyoming's social media team has been absolutely doing their part. 
uh, talking about the countdown to getting back into the war, the War Memorial Stadium that they play. Uh, Coach Bull, after every video uh, interview for this past week, has been talking about the great crowd packing the war against an SEC team. Uh, I'm sure their 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 uh, marketing department's been doing everything well. This this should be a full stadium. Now it's not huge, but that doesn't matter. You're gonna have a very full hostile crowd. Opening game of the year, uh, high elevation, and yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If we try and get cute, or Sean Chambers and that offense start just holding onto the ball, converting third down after third down, just frustrating us and wearing you know wearing us out. Um, that's where you see frustration come in. That's where we start forcing things that we don't need to force uh, to try and get that knockout punch so we can you know, put it into uh, Cruz and end the, end the game quickly. Uh, Frustration is where it's at, and I think it's also going to be in the turnover department. Uh, last year, Wyoming was plus four in turnovers, which is, which is good. Uh, it's you know, top 50 in the country. Uh, 2017, the year before that, they were plus seven, and that's when they really made their run. If you see... Uh, an interception in the first quarter, or you see a couple of fumbles that we just didn't get the you know our lines crossed and we're handing it off and we and we drop it and they pounce on one. That's where you start seeing blood in the water. That's where you start going, oh okay, this is not going well. Uh, and just remember, you know, last year at home we were up three nothing at the first quarter and about ten nothing halfway through the second. So this is a team that can make you earn it. It's just you know our talent and athleticism and our depth eventually should help us pull away. But if it's not doing that, that's when it starts getting a little hairy. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, for sure. I I just, I don't know. We talked a little bit about this at the beginning of the show. I'm, I'm very optimistic, and you're very optimistic, but you want to be kind of realistic at the same time, right? And there's... It kind of felt like when I was going through uh, Wyoming's uh, roster and their stats and kind of looking for, oh, well, maybe they could do this to Missouri. And it it kind of felt like I was looking for reasons to be pessimistic. I mean, we we talk about every first game of the year usually like this. It's like Missouri has no reason to not win this game. But, I mean, if you want to nitpick it, there are things there. Wyoming's not so bad to where it's like, oh, you know, Missouri could go up and put it like a D-plus game and still win this game by three touchdowns, right? No, you got, you're going to Laramie. You're going to have to play a passable game to walk out of there with a win. And, and you should. It should, be a, it should be a fairly easy thing to do. But, I mean, there's lots of easy things to do in life that people don't end up doing. So That's right. Yeah, like going down the stairs. Not everyone everyone should be able to do that. Not everyone can. For sure. Um, so, okay. Well, I mean, we've talked about what a Missouri win is going to look like. We can talk about what a Wyoming win looks like. We can pick this apart as much as we want. But really what it comes down to is, Josh, put it on the line, man. What's your prediction for the outcome of this game? You know, I think, I think the one thing that we've learned about Barry Odom teams over the past few years, well, I guess two things that we've learned about Barry Odom teams over the past few years is that they have a hard time getting up for the beginning of the season, but they do respond to um, 
they do respond to motivation and to kind of having their backs up against the wall, right? And I think what you're going to see, especially early on, as we're still kind of waiting on this NCAA sanction news, sorry to bring it up. I know we're trying to avoid uh, that news for a while. Yes. But like as we see that in the beginning of the year, I think that is going to work as like proper motivation. Like this is kind of what we're playing for. We are playing to make it right in a proverbial sense. And I think you're going to see a Mizzou team come out in Laramie and respond to that early on and maybe not the whole game, but definitely early on in the game. I think Missouri probably scores a few times in their opening drives, maybe puts up anywhere from 20 to 24, 27 points. And I think the defense gets a few early stops to get a nice early cushion going on. I then think you're going to maybe see some of the elements take uh, take favor for Wyoming. Wyoming maybe starts to crawl back, and then probably late third quarter, early fourth quarter, I think you're going to see Missouri kind of start to pull away. The score I've got written down is 41 to 17. I could see that. Ooh. I could see that easily being like 27 17 going into <laughs> the late third quarter, and then maybe mm-hmm. Missouri just puts up two late touchdowns to kind of ice it. But yeah, I think that's how it goes. I think Mizzou comes out, responds well, maybe kind of has a lull in the middle of the game, and then finishes fast to to take a win home to Columbia. I like it. I, 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 th- I think it's very similar. I'm thinking like 21-10 at halftime, and you're like, oh, we really had some opportunities to get by, and we really kind of let a couple go, and... You know, you're you're good that you're good that you're up, but you're still not feeling great. Yeah, second half is when we pull away. Um, yeah, if you if you want to get to that point, it's not going to be a perfect game of football. It's the first game for both teams. There's going to be some mistakes here and there. We're gonna have some blown coverages. We're gonna have some misreads, and it's it's going to happen. Uh, which is why you don't want to open your first game on the road. Um, but it'll be uncomfortable for some amount of time. And uh, then eventually we'll pull away, and that's that's all we can really hope for. Uh, now, now, Josh, I am the stack guy of of Rock M, so I can't help but ask, uh, in your opinion, what is the most important stat that Missouri needs to quote unquote win? In order to win the overall game. Well, Nate, as 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 our resident stack guy, I'm sure you've got uh, spreadsheets and spreadsheets of just all sorts of things that most of us have never heard of. Even those of us who who spend a lot of time reading up and writing about Mizzou, including myself. So you probably got something fancy prepared, but uh, I, I went something with a, something a little simpler, and that's um and that's points on the scoreboard. I'm just kidding. It's not points on the scoreboard. Um, I went with uh, quarterback completion percentage. Ooh, um, okay. So I think that's important because, like you said earlier, Sean Chambers completed around 60% of his passes. Um, small small sample size, but I, I still think that shows that he is a fairly accurate passer when they've given him the chance. And like we've pointed out several times, Missouri's secondary, really their pass rush and their secondary combined, have struggled to contain quarterbacks and it doesn't really matter what level of quarterback they are they just have a hard time containing those guys so I think what you've got is you've got a battle of two guys with Kelly Bryant and Sean Chambers who are both dual threats kind of leaning uh Kelly Bryant is a pretty accurate passer lots I think he was in the mid-60s in his time at Clemson Mm -hmm. um I think if you get into a situation where you're saying oh you know Kelly Bryant completes about 60 percent of his passes Sean Chambers is like around 65 66 that's a problem because to me that tells me one of two things um either Wyoming's comfortable Wyoming is comfortable enough keeping the ball on the ground that he is not getting many chances to throw but he's completing them when he does or he's just making noise through the air and Missouri can't do anything about it but mm-hmm. I think if you see something kind of along the lines of Kelly Bryant's maybe in the mid 60s to 
high 60s, maybe even at 70, which would be awesome. And then maybe Sean Chambers is like in the 50s. I think what you're seeing there is Wyoming is having problems uh, establishing uh, consistency on the offensive side of the ball. I, I really just think if Kelly Bryant's is high, I think that shows you the the Mizzou offense is clicking. It's it's doing mm-hmm. well, probably on the ground and through the air. And I really think even if you get to a situation where Bryant's high 60s, Sean Chambers' is low 60s, I still think that tells you enough that if, if Mizzou's offense is on, this just isn't going to be a contest, right? Because Wyoming's just not going to be able to keep up with them. Even without Drew Locke, the Mizzou offense is pretty explosive. Maybe not as big play explosive, but still it's going to put a lot of points up on the board. So QB completion percentage is kind of what I'm thinking, uh, maybe what I'll be watching throughout the game. I dig it. Yeah, I, I waffled on a couple. That's a good one. Um, yards per attempt, uh, that's another passing metric. I, I thought like about that, that one. one. Uh, it, it mixes, you know, like how explosive you are plus, you know, how efficient you are. I think that's a good one. But, hey, let's go old school for all of my bravado uh, of average starting field position, points per opportunity, and line yards per carry. Let's go old school. Let's just do turnovers, man. Yeah. Let's do turnovers. You know, if you have if you have an underdog team uh, like Wyoming, no disrespect to the Cowboys, but if you need that, you need a couple things to go well. You need to be winning the time of possession. You need to be frustrating the other team. And the best way to do that is, turnovers baby pick off a couple passes like i said clog those passing lanes forcing a run maybe you know force a read before they wanted to goes in the belly hits on the ground that sort of thing uh missouri last year was only plus one in overall turnovers uh and you know when back in our halcyon days you know 07 to 14 we were turning the ball over getting a turnover against our opponents every single game and we were winning the turnover battle more often than we lost it and we need to get back to that. And I know David Gibbs has been coaching the corners up on that. Whatever you believe about turnovers and the ability to coach them, P.S., I don't think you can, but our guys need to get more lucky. Uh, DeMarcus Acey and Christian Holmes uh, should have picked off probably about seven passes last year. They picked off four combined. Uh, so we need that luck to turn around. They need to be in position like they have been, but they need to keep their hands on the ball. If you get to halftime and you see that Missouri is winning the turnover battle, I'm feeling pretty good about it. If we get to halftime and Wyoming's up one or two on the turnovers, I'm not feeling good about it. If Wyoming so. is up two turnovers at halftime, I'm probably like, I'm probably close to turning the game off. Just maybe, maybe not out of like I'm giving up on the game, but more out of frustration. That would be <laughs> truly an awful, awful thing to absolutely to happen. But we'll see. That's that's my stat to watch. So we're gonna look at uh, passing completion percentage and the turnovers. Uh, now, before we get away, uh, both Josh and I are, well, Josh is a fresh new dad. Uh, I am a veteran dad of 14 months. Um, and I figured we'd talk a little bit about how to watch football when you have a newborn. Uh, Joshua, have you a contingency plan? Uh, have you been thinking about this? Um, you know, not really. Um, I was actually talking to my son because he 100% understands me because he, he processes English and understands all that. But I was like, hey, you're going to watch your first Mizzou game on Saturday. And then I was like, okay, I'm pretty like volatile when I'm watching sports. Like uh, anybody who follows me on Instagram, I posted the video of what I was doing whenever the Blues won the Stanley Cup. And I was like running around and screaming in front of my extended family. So I, I looked, I looked a lot like an idiot, and so I'm. I mean, I'm almost as passionate. I'm, I'm just as passionate about Mizzou sports as I am with the Blues. So it's like, 
I, I like I don't I don't know. You might be able to tell me more because you got some more experience. Like, should I be holding him? Like, maybe that'll calm me down a little bit. Maybe I need to like pass him off, like a like hand him off, to, like a football, like while the game is going on, at least until it's in hand, so that I'm a little calmer. I don't know. I think I think I think I definitely think a beer is gonna need to be had to to Agreed. calm my nerves a little bit before. But Agreed. I mean. I'm really, man, I'm just excited to start watching college football with my son. That's a pretty wild experience that I didn't think I'd be having. It's a blast. Uh, when, when, when my daughter was watching last year, she was only three, four months old. She loved the pretty colors across the screen. Uh, the good news is that she slept most of the afternoon, so any afternoon games, she would just be conked out right next to me. Uh, yeah, I would suggest not holding your kid <laughs> unless you want to teach yourself some some uh, some self-restraint. Um I don't know about you, but I I can, no matter what I'm doing, I'm not dropping my kid. Like, yeah, you can't. There's nothing you could do, uh, but you don't want to expose them to violent outbursts of frustration or joy. Uh, so I would absolutely say some tummy time, uh, put them in a in a jumper. At least that's what we could do for for our kid, um, and have them just watch the colors and and try to explain it. So I, this is what I did. I stood next to him like, all right, so here's what the offensive tackle is going to do. Watch the end <laughs> coming around the side, and she understood it completely, like, exactly like you said, but. Um, all right, safe spot, safe spot, and then yes, an adult beverage. That's the best way to do it. All right, it. Thomas, let me st- let me tell you about wheel routes here for a second. <laughs> let me talk to you about bubble screens. God's play, the wheel route. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm 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 just really excited. To, and he's little right now, so I'm gonna need to probably tone it down a little bit. And then you know, he's it's it's your kid, so you do what you can. But I'm just really excited to be able to experience sports with my child that's uh, that's just a really cool experience and i'm sure there will be moments where i'm like eh, maybe i shouldn't have done that but <laughs> you know it is what it is you learn and you live and you yeah. move on yeah you learn by making mistakes and you know make that mistake figure out what happens so all right speaking of mistakes missouri's not going to make any this week or they better not uh we are feeling weirdly positive but realistic about our expectations uh, the the beloved Tigers take on the Cowboys at 6.30 Central, God's time. Uh, CBS Sports Network, don't at anybody. Just look up your own uh, TV menu to find it. Um, I'm going to be watching at home. Josh, are you going to be watching at home or are you going somewhere? Uh, no, there are no Missouri fans, surprisingly enough, in the small North Carolina mountain town that I live in. So I will <laughs> I will definitely be uh I'll definitely be hanging out at home and watching uh, the game, and which is which is fine. That's like yeah. sometimes it's the best experience you can have. It's uh, it's the best seat in the house, clean bathrooms, cheap beer. It's tough to be one hundred percent. All right, well, thank you, Josh, for jumping on, pitching to the night. Thanks for having me, man. This is great. Uh, we will return next week. Uh, again, we will always pledge to be better. We appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, hope you enjoy the game. Hope you enjoy a win. Uh, and until next time, M I Z. See you.